Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. Back with another edition of Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags, Chuck Curry, talking about the greatest movies of all time and a lot to get to as we head towards your Thanksgiving. Uh, we thought it'd be nice to go back to 40 years of Thanksgiving movie releases. We're going to kind of rekindle some memories. I like when we do shows like this because we usually find movies that we haven't talked about in a real long time. Lots of movie news to get to as well with release states getting moved all over and movies being moved to streaming and movie theaters. That's the biggest news of them all. But let's bring in uh, Chuck Curry right now. Chuck, overall, before we get into Thanksgiving, is there a a common theme to Thanksgiving movies that are in in your head? I mean, we usually get some holiday films that come out. To me, I always think of James Bond on Thanksgiving for some reason. Uh, Somewhat, but I got to tell you, there's one pet peeve I do have about the Thanksgiving weekend is when they release Christmas movies. Uh, It's a little too early. You think so? Yeah, I mean, you know, Disney did uh, they're doing a re-release this weekend of the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. It's a good one. That was a big hit back in the day, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. probably made two movies too many in the series, but but I'd, I'd wait. I'd wait a couple weeks. No. Yeah, well, now you're getting you look. Look, you got radio although, stations. Although I looked at the uh, this day in uh, film history the other day, Home Alone was released. Yeah, I remember uh, a, little bo- a little before Thanksgiving. Actually, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later on for sure. Yeah. Come up, but uh, look, you go into stores, you listen to radio stations. It's Christmas as soon as Halloween's over in in most places. Uh, Chuck, um, let's uh, let's dive into the movie news because there's big movie news. And the biggest of them all was a couple days ago. Wonder Woman 1984. We've been speculating about it over the last two months about what's going to happen to this movie. It's kind of going to be a benchmark to what happens to other movies. Well, it is going to be released Christmas Day in theaters, but also on HBO Max at the same time. So watch uh, viewership go skyrocketing for HBO Max. Will people go to the theaters to see it or will people stream it, Chuck? It's a good question. I, I think, well, let's put it this way. I do think this, well, now I want to do a caveat. Really going to depend on how many movie theaters are open because obviously the fear of COVID is starting to escalate in a big time way. There are certain uh, certain uh, states who are now restricted, New Jersey, uh, Michigan, uh, much more restrictive measures. California, too, as well. So I don't know if movie theaters will be open uh, at Christmas time in those states. I'm in Pennsylvania. I say 50-50. So the question is now the theater I'm involved in, if, and we're going to book Wonder Woman for Christmas Day, if we are opened, I do believe, without a doubt, hands down, we will get the most people we've had since COVID for Wonder Woman. Um H, uh, HBO Max, I believe, is fourteen ninety nine. From what I read in data, the data says that people don't really s- join streaming services in droves for movies. They do it more for binge watching. Right. Netflix was b- built on House of Cards and Stranger Things. Right. right. Disney's being built on The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So, but having said that, this is a. I think this is a game changer. I mean, I've been doing radio for 
two and a half decades. And I got to tell you, of all the movie news I discussed on my program, I would tell you this is the most. It's probably the biggest, most interesting, a little bit of a sad, perplexing and a little bit exciting announcement all rolled into one. I think it's a really cool Christmas gift. I do that. I like about it. I think a, a ton of people look for something to do on Christmas night. They're with family. I don't know how many people are going to be with family this year. There will be people with family, maybe not as much in years past, but people will look for something to do. I'm going to watch Wonder Woman in a movie theater. Um, you know, somebody was debating me today. And I, again, I, I took a shot back at them because I do have a belief that we can't just hunker down and do nothing. Uh, right. I think of a responsible mass of socially distancing, distancing and we sit in a, a movie theater with 20 people or less. I'm game. Uh, he was saying, you know, we don't belong out in a pandemic to go to the movies. And I'm like, well, do we belong walking through a Walmart? I mean, I, I mean, come on. I, I don't listen. I don't want COVID. You don't want COVID. I do know some people now getting COVID. A lot of young people, a lot of the college kids in my area, this handful that I know have gotten COVID. They're pretty much asymptomatic or minor symptoms. Uh, I'm not downplaying it, but I do think a lot of people will wander into a movie theater to watch Wonder Woman. And a lot of people will join HBO Max to watch it also. It's that yeah. big a release. Yeah, I'll probably see it in the theaters as well. And I look at it this way. Look, we've taken every precaution over the last seven months to to not spread this pandemic and all and where's it gotten us we're we're at our worst point right now than we have been which is not really surprising is not because because we are all outdoors now we're indoors people are hunkering more indoors i don't think you're going to stop 100 percent of the people who want to eat something out or walk through a walmart and some people very few people have wandered back into movies. let's be honest only 10 percent of the crowd has wandered back into a movie theater that's a fact and, and it, it's not it's not like you're going to pack movies to capacity because Wonder Woman 1984. No, 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 no. But you are going to get a bigger crowd than is playing right now. Tenant has been the biggest release. I think it did like 12 million. It's opening weekend. We talked about this last week. Almost every movie that opens on Hinge and what did uh, a, a freaky did go, about three to go. four million. Right. right. They're freaky. all doing like four million. Yeah. So Wonder Woman's going to do. I, I'm going to say it, it's going to do 15, 20 million. I think, think so. it will. Unless unless. A lot of theaters are not open. Then then you're going to get people joining on HBO Max to watch it. Sure. We're still about a month out. Who knows where we'll be? And this this news might even change again, too. Right. They might figure hey, we can't even release it in theaters now because it's gotten so but bad. But it is so. going to it is 100 percent going. It is going to open on Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. Yep. Oh, HBO. Christmas. That, that's not going to be retreated. Whatever theaters are open, it will go to those theaters. And another movie uh, news. Uh, it looks like. uh March will be the release date for coming to America on Amazon and theaters too, though, Chuck. So this is now the, the trend that we're going to see in March. You'll get it in theaters and also on Amazon. And um, I just want to preface, you know, a few months ago uh, when some of the major chains said, Hey, you know, if you're going to put movies on streaming, we're not touching your movie in our theater. That goes against the code, the contract, our agreement. Well, with the announcement of Wonder Woman, AMC is blessing the deal. They're fully on board. Cinemark expected to be next. Listen, this is what this is. Theaters are going to take what they get, and they're going to have to take the deal, and they're going to have to grovel for the deal. Uh, So that trend trend has been completely um, reversed. You know, Disney also, I just want to point out, today this broke. Uh, Disney is seriously contemplating – uh, three of their 
bigger tentpole live action movies uh, to put on Disney Plus bypassing theaters. Cruella, Emma Stone, Pinocchio, Robert Zemeckis's uh, Pinocchio live action, Tom Hanks's Geppetto, yep. and uh, Peter and Wendy. Probably all going to go on Disney Plus yeah. bypassing movie theaters. The one untouchable in the Disney library right now is Black Widow. That they're going to hold to whenever theaters open. Well, speaking of uh, Marvel movies, did you get word that Black Panther 2 is going into production? Yeah. What do you, what's your thoughts on this? I, what are you going to do? I'm a little surprised. I don't know. I guess they'll just have to recast Chadwick Boseman, right? Well, well, they have a couple options. One option is recasting. My gut feeling they're not going to do it. They'll just play think, the female angle of it. All the yeah, all, yeah. I, th- I, I think so. I, and I think that's going to be done out of respect. I, I just think I think it's too early to recast. Now, would they in a perfect world, would they consider doing it? They might be considering doing it. I, my gut tells me they're not going to do that. Just a gut feeling. I have no inside information. Just a gut. I don't think they will. Uh, also, um, it looks like Thor, the next Thor movie is in production as well, too. And I'm hearing buzz that it's just it's going to feel like another Marvel sequel. Uh, well, that's uh, Thor Avengers Love and Thunder. With Nat, they're going to make Natalie Portman a female Thor, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and Chris Pratt is um, Star Lord is going to be in it. Yep. Yep. And uh, Chuck, another one I thought was interesting movie news is that Dan Trachtenberg is going to helm the fifth Predator movie. I, I couldn't I just believe- saw that today. Of course, he directed a big fan. We're a big fan of 10 Cloverfield Lane that he directed. Tell me about your uh, give me an analysis real quickly on the Predator franchise. I mean, one and done for me. Uh, really? I know you're I like the second one's OK. I'll, I'll watch that. OK, but- let's just go on the 87 Predator Arnold a classic, right? Yeah, it's John a classic. McTiernan, John McTiernan. Draw, I mean, the guy, yep. that guy's a great director, right? Yep. Yep. Shane Black. You know, it's interesting about and I think I spoke about this before on the program. Predator 2, I remember going to a theater to see it and I had a mixed reaction initially. But over time, that movie's really grown on me and I really do like it a lot. I like the concept uh, in Los Angeles and the heat wave. I I so dig Danny Glover in that movie over time. I really do. I got to be honest with you. After that movie, I I don't even know what the next movie was. They're all over the place with this series. Then they went... um, they went Predator, Alien vs. Predator. They did a one, and that one was definitely mediocre. The second one got sort of hammered by critics. I thoroughly enjoy it as a B-movie. I, I just no, do. I have no and recollection then, of that movie whatsoever. Did, uh, then they did uh, Predators. The, the one with Adrian Brody, uh, right? First half of that movie I like. Second half, it sort of falls apart when they introduce a Lawrence Fishburne character who's sort of a homage to uh, Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now. I don't think I've and seen that Sh- movie. And then Shane Black, Black's uh predator movie uh, some of it i like some of it i did not uh overall it was not that well received and uh i don't really know what you could do with it what what, what can you really do uh, what can you just regurgitating the same thing no i guess yeah um it looks like i, I does shane black come back i mean i know no I mean, no, no, no. Uh, does Boyd Holbrook come back? Does no. Olivia Moon come back? I, I mean, don't think so. I don't. They go in a completely different direction. I, that, I don't know. To me, I, I just I, I cannot garner any excitement whatsoever, other than the fact that the director we both like because of 10 Cloverfield. Hey, how about this? Do a sequel to 10 Cloverfield Lane. That would be good. What are we wasting our time with a Predator series that really the last one, nobody even flocked to the theaters to go see anyway. I, I think, how about this for a concept? I think if you're going to do a Predator movie, you, you, maybe you get you, Arnold back. 
you, you, I don't think you could get on. Uh, I, there was a time I would have loved to see Arnold and Danny Glover team up in a film, but that, that's, we're talking, uh, that's 10 or 15 years ago minimum. How about, I don't know, over the top of my head, you find so, some sort of franchise property with a, with a, a, a fa- fairly cool hero, and then you merge the Predator concept into it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's that seems like a lot of work for a series, frankly, that really isn't, to me, doesn't have that many legs to begin with. Uh, Do you think Aliens has any legs left? No, I mean, I think that, that ran its course as well. I, I, I think after James Cameron's Aliens... You're only going downhill. You're skiing downhill because you're never gonna. You're never gonna make a movie that good, never. Um, yeah, I mean, I listen. I didn't mind Pr- Prometheus. I'd I didn't liked. either. I understand what, what 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 really Scott was doing with that stuff. Um, it's more thought provoking than alien horror, and yeah. I, and I did like I did like it on that basis, but. Well, uh, other than that, there's one other movie news I wanted to bring up, and you might have you might have other things. And we're both huge fans of Stranger Things in the series. Season four announced a brand new cast member. Did you see who they announced in 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 season yeah, Robert four? England. Robert England. I like the, it. West, West, uh, the uh, uh, Freddy Krueger. So I think that's fantastic. I haven't seen Robert England in a while. No. Uh, they're they're very good at bringing the Sean Astons and the Paul Reisers and the Matthew Modines back and. You get these 80 stars. You know, and, so it's interesting. We may not have seen Robert Englund in a while, but I mean, here's a guy when he does conventions, probably walks away with a hundred oh, grand minimum in a weekend. His photographs it. worth money. I mean, people love Robert Englund and Freddy Krueger. I mean, he's iconic. Yep. Uh, Chuck, as far as new movies go, um, I know people are running to theaters to see Nicolas Cage's new film, Jiu-Jitsu. I mean, this oh, is uh, the really early talks of Oscar buzz here. Um, I, I'd be shocked if he doesn't walk away with every Oscar and the movie wins Best Picture. <laughs> um, uh, Jackie Chan's got a new movie out as well. Vanguard. Yeah, I don't think that's going to do any business here. in the States, No, it no. looks cheesy as all hell. No. Yeah, I mean, it like, does. I did want to point out that I did get to see a, a relatively new movie, and I talked to you a little bit about about it what via say, text. I, I I got a chance to watch the uh, Unhinged with uh, Russell Crowe, yeah. who still hasn't lost the weight from playing uh, Roger Ailes from the miniseries. I couldn't get over how overweight he was in this film and how vicious and cruel. And this movie's pure schlock, Chuck. It's I, schlock. I, it, it is bad. It's violent. It's unnecessary. Um, it's way over the top. But I mean, it's very watchable. No? I, well, it's short. I'll give you that. But some of the things that, that happens in this movie, first of all, wherever they're living, has got the worst traffic patterns of any city I've ever seen in my life. And secondly, the police force in this film, is he's yeah, murdering yeah, somebody I, in a I, diner I, and I nobody does anything about yeah, here's it. The thing. Let's go back um, to nine. Uh, was it 93? I think falling down right michael douglas which we both love much different tone of a movie but here's the thing you're talking about a character in that film that's unbalanced but you still root for him right he has a reason to be unbalanced as well he is completely unhinged he has no there's no backstory to sympathize to play like to level it off he's just he's just he's he's crazy this movie starts where he murders his ex-wife and her lover in the first 20 seconds of the I film know. and then we're supposed to follow this guy for the next hour and a half and by the way it's russell crowe too it's like you want to see him in a movie you want he's it's like, not, it's like russell crowe playing michael myers it is it is he's walking through the this and then what he does to the one guy in the diner i'm like and everybody's just sitting there watching it, he walks out and, okay i'll see you later i'm like what is going on now 
I can't remember the actress's name. She is appealing in it. I'll She's give you appealing. that. Um, I like her. But I, I got to tell you, this movie needed it needed some sort of uh, po- police angle in this as well. It's just it's unhinged. The movie itself Robert is unhinged. Needed Robert Duvall, maybe. Yeah, it kind of would have needed that. Last it, day at work. What's that? Last, last day, day of work. Job, yeah, last right? day of work. Tough day at work. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> and I felt bad watching it because like this guy's gladiator. This is Maximus I'm watching now and he's he's doing this crap. Uh, it was it was bad. Shocking. I got something, Mike. Filming just wrapped on Scream 5. While the plot is a secret. The ti- now, the title of the movie is going to be Scream. Now, the original was called Scream, right? Yes, I believe here's the so. Angle, here's the angle that they might be going down from what I hear. You know how they're doing like the last Halloween movie where they did revisionist history? Yeah. Where after the first one, nothing else counted. Right. So which one are they eliminating here? Maybe the whole thing. (laughs) Jesus. And they're going to they might. It sounds like they could do a a reboot with three members of the original cast. That's interesting. Uh, What do you think of that? I I guess I don't know with a theme. That's a theme in horror, right? Yeah. You know, revisionist history. Yeah, I guess. So, well, we'll see what it's, happens. It's, it's interesting. All right, Chuck. Well, uh, before we get to Thanksgiving release movies, 40 years to today. Now, let me I, ask you a question. If we're going to do 40 years, you, you got to hit the speed dial because we'll have a nine hour show here. Oh, no? I, I believe me. I might. I, I know how long these shows need to run. Chuck, you don't worry about that stuff. All you, right. You just you're sit on, over there. Let me run the show and you just uh, sit there and react. Much like you do most shows. I got one more thing. I just want your opinion. All right. Last it- week we talked about Disney Plus, right? It has yes. 78 million subscribers in one year. Love it. Which is awesome for Disney. Love it. Love it. They predict in four more years it'll have almost 200 million subscribers. Will it be in every household at that point, right? <laughs> well, you're talking internationally, worldwide. So, right. But still, it's impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. Uh, and, I can and- see the model where I, I was like trying to figure out the model. They're starting to get more honest about releasing some of the components of how this all works. Netflix has 178 million. Disney has 78 million. Hulu, which is owned by Disney, 28 million. Or is it 38 million? It's 38 million. And um, it's see, it's a lot seem, of people streaming. A lot. It seems to me, Chuck, that this is the modern day. Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu. These, that's like the modern day ABC, NBC, CBS. These yeah. are the networks people are watching. And 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 there's no there's no I, I, I got to be honest with you. And I know you still watch network television. Yeah, there is nothing. Not there is there is not one original series on primetime network television that I watch at all. None. Zero. Not one original programming on NBC, all the Chicago shows. I, I have uh, to believe even a, a cable network like Showtime could get itself in trouble eventually. You would think, yeah, there's so much product out there. I think that's ultimately what. Here's the difference. There was a time where the studio controlled all the shots. They said, OK, producer brought a project to the studio. The studio made the decision to green light it. Now. You got production companies getting their own self-financing, producing a series. Like on, on Schwarzenegger is going to have a spy series, right? so they they start to produce it, and then they go to an, a, a streamer like Netflix. Netflix picked it up, right? So it sort of reversed itself, right? And I get it because there's so many different outlets and so many different opportunities that it really does 
creates so much work for the acting, the writing, the producer. It is, it's, it's an amazing, um, it's an amazing industry. It sure is. It sure is. The question is. is, when do people listen? Here's a fact: theaters are going to come back. I, I am a hundred percent certain. I know it will. The question is when. It's going to be sometime, I think, at the end of 2021, before it starts to really come back. Right. But it's going to come back. How many theaters are going to be left? How many entities? How many chains are going to be? They may not all make it. So I'm buying stock in AMC today. No, I think your stock could go to zero. But eventually. April. Eventually, people are going to go back to the movie. And listen, you can't sell. You can't make. You can't do $100 billion in business while streaming. You can't. So theaters are going to – they need – listen, once they have the streamings all set up and then they got the theaters, the studios are going to be in great shape. Yeah. It's the yeah, they'll have the, they'll have the best of both worlds. They the will. Theater, yeah. the, the theaters will figure this out. Yeah. And with people's attention span, let's be honest, movies don't need to play in theaters for months. They just don't. No. No. You're right. I have less screens, though. I think so. I think, like I said before, I think we're going to see one movie houses again. Just one, you know, one theater, big seating. I Um, think 12 screens could go to six. Well, how's that that for a happy meeting? Well, we'll we'll meet halfway there. Let's uh, before we get to our Thanksgiving movies. Chuck, uh, Fast Five is an interesting one this week because it's all female. I don't think we've ever done this. All females celebrating birthdays. So I want you want to go quick. You tell me the first movie that comes to your mind when I bring up these actresses' names. Are you ready? Go ahead. Goldie Hawn is 75 years old. Private Benjamin. Okay, good one. I would have went foul play or seems like old times. I would have went really old school, but that's a good one. Of course, she's made a lot of good stuff. Star power right there back in the 80s. Um, Here's a more recent one. Scarlett Johansson is 36. Very appealing on screen. One of my favorite actresses. You're struggling. I mean, you know, well, just I go Black Widow if you're in I doubt. Mean, yeah, and the Black Widow pops on my head first, and I really thought she's she's really good in the in the in the, in the Avengers movies. I mean, she's done a good job in this in a standalone action movies that she's got big paychecks for. She, Jeez, she's very appealing. You I didn't first, even bring up We Bought a Zoo. I thought that's one of your favorite. I really oh, okay. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. That's popped on my head. <laughs> I really did like her chemistry with Matt Damon in that movie. She's so charming in that film. Yeah, I, I like her a lot. I liked her marriage story. I was a huge fan of that movie. I was never the out. biggest fan of Matt Damon. I thought he's a larrigan for my taste. I'm not a big Bourne fan. I'm not. No, but neither am I. But, but at Christmas time that year when I went to watch We Bought a Zoo, I know it's not a great movie, but it's charming. And it, I'm going to tell you, Mike, when, when, I, when I'm down sometimes, I need to feel good. I watch that movie. It makes me feel good. Well, I like that movie. Cameron Crowe's probably happy to hear that because he hasn't made too much. I understand that. But I, I don't I don't. She's so appealing and charming in that movie. I think she always is personally, but that's just me. first thing I saw her probably was eight legged freaks. Remember that one? Yeah, Harry I remember World. her back in the day. She was, yeah, the ghost world back in the day, too. She's in. Yeah, she did a lot of good stuff when she was younger. She just um, got, mar- she, just got um, she just got married. Colin Jost. That's right. Um, Jamie. Him. Jamie Lee Curtis. Chuck is 62 years old. I thought she was older than that, but she's only 62 years old. I mean, Laurie Strode, no? 
Yeah, I mean, that's the first thing that pops in my head is Laurie Strode. But um, how about Fish Call Wanda? Loved trading, her in that tra- film. Trading Places. She's in. Loved her in that film. True Lies. She's Wanda's very good. In True Lies. Movie. Listen, True Lies. She's awesome. Um, another one here. Some from the same like uh, age area. Fifty-eight years old. Fifty-nine years old is Meg Ryan. Now she hasn't done much lately, but there was not a star bigger than her back in the mid to late eighties. Let me throw you a curveball here. How about? When a man loves a woman with Andy Garcia. She's very, very good. In I that like movie. that movie. You She's know very what? Good. They sold that movie as something it wasn't. But what it is, is a good movie. Yeah. And you, don't, and, and you that's an important topic because people who care about each other go through issues and ups and downs. And she has a serious issue in that movie. She's an alcoholic, right? And she's pick. married, and she marries Andy, Andy Garcia. Garcia. She's married yeah. Andy Garcia, and it deals with the turbulence of loving somebody and living with their serious issue. I like that movie. Yeah, I, I like to encourage Under Fire too, in a smaller role opposite Denzel Washington. Not really opposite him, but that's it. You that's know, a good... I, and I, I, I hate. Uh, listen, I'm not, I'm not dwelling on age because we all age, but Meg Ryan to me is sort of a, a microcosm of what time does to people. Yeah. And, well, um, it's, it's, just, it's just, you know, where Julia Roberts still has a, 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 an appeal, a real appeal right. and, can, and does what she wants. And Meg Ryan is like, where is she? Like, well, it's interesting because the last female I'll bring up is the same age as her. Yeah. She's 58 years old, but I think She's she has really that- not old. No, and she has that appeal that Meg Ryan doesn't, and that's Jodie Foster. You're always interesting in what Jodie Foster's doing next. Um, I say Jodie Foster. What are you thinking? Silence of the Lambs. Let me tell you, we just did, um, for Halloween, we did a revival of Silence of the Lambs for a week, so I sat down and I watched it. I talked about this, I think, Mm -hmm. last week. She's so awesome in that movie. Him and her, I mean, that is like... They were born to. She was born to play Clarice Stalling. He was born to play Hannibal Lecter. She's so good at from the minute she's introduced in that movie, you just she's yeah. got it. whatever that is. You can't. There's certain intangibles in in in, in actors. You can't. Yep. You, you can't make it. It just is, and she's got it. She just got it, and she does. And you know, for some reason, Contact always sticks with me. It's not a perfect film. But she gets it as close to perfect as she possibly can. And you know, when I was a kid, I remember going to see Freaky Friday in a movie. Yeah. Theater. So damn appealing in that yeah. movie. Yeah. And Bugsy Malone. I know you're a big fan of Bugsy Malone. Big. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, if you just see her in Panic Room, you've done fine, too. That David Fincher movie. That's a very good movie. And what about the, the Brave One, which is sort of a loose remake? The Brave One? Yeah. Right? What about, I mean, a weird character, an inside man, but she's good in that. She adds some moxie everything. to that. Yeah. And Flight Plan should have been a schlocky airport movie. But I, I agree. That's we a need, good film. We, we need us some more Jodie Foster. No, we do. We really do. Uh, all right, Chuck. We need us. How some about thing. her leading a Predator movie? What do you think? <laughs> All right, you might have. Let me ask some- a question. You know, a lot of stuff pops in my head spontaneously. Did I mention Beyond the Beside Adventure this week? No, and I was really disappointed to find out that that movie was not a Thanksgiving release. Oh, as damn. Uh, as as Are we move forward me? now, can we do a major national release of Beyond the Forty? Has this, Mike? <laughs> Get pa- come back to theaters. Forty first anniversary screening. Irwin Listen. Allen's production of Beyond the Beside Adventure. Hey, Michael Caine's still beaten. He could be Let's there. Let's do it. 
Let's he could be it. there. Him and Sally Field, they're still alive. All still right. ticking. We, we've had our fill now. We'll All right. 40 week. years of Thanksgiving releases. And it might not be that difficult to get through these as quick as you might want to, Chuck, because we'll start 1980 and the the only movie of note that came out was uh, your good friend's movie, The Apple, came out, the musical with Catherine Mary Stewart. Wow. Uh, Kudos you know, to um, Catherine Mary Stewart. You know, when she, she's she been at a theater I'm involved in, I brought it from New York City to, to the Poconos four straight years. She didn't come out this year because, you know, there's a, this thing. Yeah, this, this thing pandemic. Called, this thing called COVID. I, this yeah. COVID thing, you know. And uh, she'll come back. And she she wants to screen The Apple, actually. Now, well, that might not be a bad idea. Apple, how many yeah, people uh, see the Apple? Let me ask you a question. There's 330 million people supposedly in the United States. How many people do you think have seen the Apple? Uh, 20,000? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe Mostly related to her? But, listen, she's a really cool person, so we'll do it. All right. In 1981, November of Thanksgiving, Ragtime came out, Chuck. To much hoopla. Remember, that was, Boy, I remember that was James, James Cagney. That was, that was James Cagney in a big comeback, right? Like yep. they, they brought him out of retirement to do that. And I remember I with your big did very well. Yeah. And it was a big push to get him Oscar nominated. Did not get Oscar nominated yeah. for that for that film either. Um, 1982. You had uh, the <laughs> still of the night with Roy Scheider and Meryl Streep. Boy, there's an oldie, but it, uh, I don't know how good he it was. Um, yeah. And uh, also came out that uh, weekend, too, was uh, Francis, which starred. Um, uh, what's her name? Jessica Lang, who I loved back in the day. As you can see, just going back to that period, very different breed of movie, right? Very different breed. That yeah. was not, it was not geared towards movie, releasing m- movies. Definitely were geared to more adult oriented people. No, another Thanksgiving release of unknown origin came out in 1983, which starred our good buddy, Peter Weller. I vaguely remember this horror movie, Chuck, uh, I think they live in a in a, a brownstone in New York City, and there's a monster in it as well. Directed by the I know the title. I don't remember the film though. Of the unknown origin. And I like 19- Peter. Well, you know, I I was just going on. I was on. Yeah, you know, I go on YouTube every day just to divert my my time so I don't go crazy with this COVID thing. <laughs> and 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 Siskel and Ebert have been popping up, and I just watched them review Leviathan. Oh boy. One of them liked it. Who I did? Like Levi- Must I have been Leviathan. that of an Ebert. I love Leviathan. It's a great B movie, by the way. Uh, yeah. Chuck, in 1984, not a not a Thanksgiving release, so we'll move on. In 1984, what's your thoughts on Supergirl? It's a disappointment. Yeah, they I got. Like uh, Helen, I like Helen. Uh, I like Helen uh, Slater. I like her as Supergirl, but it's a mess. It, uh, listen, it, in that universe, Superman one and two, theatrical Superman two. I love big hits. I mean, I was like, wow, bring it on. Superman three, Superman four, Supergirl, Santa Claus, the movie. Yeah. I mean, everything he touched, uh, that producer just sort of like, he must have been uh, hanging out with Erwin Allen later in his career. too. Well, the interesting thing about Supergirl is directed by the Jaws two director, Janos Schwartz. Uh, That's and and he, he also did. He also do the Santa Claus. He might have. Yeah, I think he, he did. Might have I think did, he that, did. Yeah. And and ironically, the very next week in 1984, Beverly Hills Cop comes out. So um, really, that was yeah. a great one. Let me tell you something about Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> one of the great audience participation movies I've ever seen. I probably saw that movie 10 times in the theater. Always big crowds. Boy, it just collect. OK, 
collective experience. You're not going to have a better collective experience sitting in a movie house in 1984 watching a great movie, Beverly Hills Cop, to me, the pinnacle in the career of Eddie Murphy. Great movie. And you, you bring up Janot Schwartz and the Santa Claus, the movie that comes out Thanksgiving 1985. Yeah. But it gets lost in the mess, Chuck, because a big, big film comes out that weekend. And that's Rocky Four with the Stallone in Russia fighting Ivan Drago and one of the great montage movies of all time. No, he can't be. I mean, this is a music video, a Rocky music. But video. it's so damn entertaining. Is it is. Video. It's it like, is. it's like, okay. Um, here, here, I, I wrote this script on a piece of tissue paper, <laughs> but we'll be, we'll do these really cool montages every eight minutes. And, yeah. and it works though. Chuck, the three biggest movies that year, two of them was Rambo and Rocky. So, uh, well. the guy, he knew how to appeal to the audience. There's I no agree. doubt about that. I agree. Well, and I love that film. Direct. Very, very watchable. It's going to be a director's cut of Rocky Four. I'd like to see that. You know, what's interesting is that movie he just... out the robot. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> he cuts the robot out. That's right. Cuts the robot Happy out. birthday, Pauly. Um, it makes no... The movie does not feel like it's in the same universe as the other Rocky movies, yet it, it is. All right, Chuck, Thanksgiving weekend um solar bear solar babies comes out in 1986 also the mosquito coast a good film with harrison ford uh, he one of his better real real good roles but maybe the biggest movie of that weekend chuck was maybe the best star trek outside of wrath of khan but that's star trek for the voyage home a love huge it. hit love it it's people it's this is so how people enjoyable. describe it the one with the whales right um, also, and, out, and, uh, and what was the name? Catherine Hicks what was Catherine? Catherine Hicks. Yeah, I liked her. She's really appealing in that film. Saint Elsewhere, right? She plays off William Shatner really well. Yeah, that movie works big time. And, and it, you know what? It plays more like a comedy. She's than... also in Jaws, Jaws 3. All right. Easy now. I'm just telling you. Uh, Do you know Dennis Quaid was doing massive cocaine on the set of that film? Dennis. I, all right. You're getting your Jaws mixed up. She's in Jaws Revenge. No, no, Dennis, no, 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 no. She's not in oh, Jaws that's Bess 3. Arm, that's Bess Armstrong. Yes, right. I'm confused, Mike. It's been a long day. <laughs> All right, maybe the best thanks. Maybe Keep the, the train moving. Let the best. Well, it's funny you say trains. Maybe really? the best. Thanksgiving movie of all time came out Thanksgiving of 1987 and that's planes, trains and automobiles. Okay, and good one, good interesting. One. It opens opposite three men and a baby Two huge hit, hits. Man. Great movie. Do you remember that touchdown touchstone banner? Yes. They released like two movies a week. Yes. Um, I remember I worked was one of them. I worked in the movie theaters when yeah. these two movies were out and I would yeah. purposely go into planes, trains and automobiles for the ending. I love the ending yeah. and the scene when he tries to get, his um, rent-a-car back with Edie McClure and all the F-bombs he throws. I just love the audience reaction every time he says, I want my, well, you know how it goes. And Three Men and a Baby would spawn a sequel. Um, uh, uh, I think it might have been the next year they made that movie. But I, I, that was a very big hit for three TV stars, Chuck. At the time, Ted Danson, Steve Gutenberg, and, and you know, this was not a slam dunk that these three guys were going to be in a movie and it was going to make a lot of money. You know, it's interesting. We're in 2020. We don't have light fare like that in movies anymore. No. That's a different. It really goes to show you no. how the audience is. They change the audience. It's not that the audience changed. They change the audience of what they want. Yep. That's, the way, that's the way the business works. In 1988, you can see how bigger movies and more movies are being released on the same day. You've got Buster coming out. That's with Phil Collins. Cocoon sequel, The Return, which was a huge misfire. Um, yeah. But the big one that weekend, another Christmas movie, Chuck, and we're both fans of it. Scrooged came out. 
A lot of people panned it, but the movie ended up get becoming a cult classic and a very funny movie in the lexicon. You know, of Bill it's Murray. really it's really interesting because I've done revivals of Scrooge, probably going to bring it back this year again uh, before Christmas. And um, it's overproduced. Make no mistake. That movie is is just so overproduced. But like a like a fine wine, it is aged really well. It gets better over time. It just does. And Bill Murray's strengths are there. He did not get a well get along well with Richard Donner. It was not a good shoot, but for the most part, despite his flaws, you know why? It, it, why? Because it's got heart, and it, it and at it the works. end, it, it works because yeah, it of works. that. If it and does that, whole, that, that, whole, that whole ending is awesome. Yeah, if that little if the little black kid is not in that movie, I don't know if I don't know if it lasts as long as it does. That that scene is remarkable. Um, yeah. When he asks him, "What do you what do you got to say, little man?" and uh, that is just. It's good stuff. Uh, 89, Chuck, we get Back to the Future Part 2 on Thanksgiving. And okay, just the, cool. the weekend after that, another Christmas movie and another classic Christmas Vacation come out that weekend. Wow. Two huge hits, yep. two comedy classics, both Thanksgiving weekend. So the quality. I, of lo- I love are- that cliffhanger in Back to the Future. Too. Oh, I did, too. It, with, it, with, it, the, with the uh, with the uh, UPS driver, right? Yep. From, yep. Uh, Joe Flaherty. Yep. Yeah, he's that's I love that scene. That seems a really nice scene. Um, Chuck, the Thanksgiving weekend in 1990, Misery comes out Thanksgiving weekend. A, a fantastic film. I'm I holding my pl- ankles when you say that. And uh, Three Men and a Little Lady came out the weekend before Thanksgiving, too. Okay. So, see, it was a couple of years later that they made the sequel. Not as good, uh, but still there's a lot of charm there, Chuck. Yeah. Um, a lot of charm. Uh, 1991. I should ask you, you can't even guess if you if you if I you can't. tried, but um in 1991, My Girl comes out Thanksgiving weekend, along with The Addams Family and Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I, I, I saw two out of three. I didn't see Beauty and the Beast in the theaters. I like The Addams Family. I like Addams Family values better than the original Addams Family. Yep. And but, then but my, it, my Girl was a big hit. It was. And remember, it was Macaulay Culkin. And that one, too. And Dan yep. Aykroyd's really Dan good. Dan Aykroyd. Yep. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, Macaulay Culkin and for the boys. And the also girl was uh, Anna Klumsky. Anna Klumsky, who's she on was good in that movie. Yeah. Uh, for the boys also came out that year too, Chuck. That was the uh, Bette Midler. Uh, okay. Modest, modest hit for, for, for her and James Kahn. Yeah. Um, 1992 in uh, late November, the bodyguard came out, Chuck, opposite the crying game. Of course, crying game, all the, all the critical yeah. praise and the big yeah. reveal. Big reveal, yeah, Chuck. Big mm-hmm. reveal, I know. Um, but The Bodyguard's an interesting movie. Um, the big deal when it came out, oh, my God, what Kevin Costner do to his hair. He's very brooding in this film. And, of course, it's Whitney De- Whitney Houston's debut on the big screen. When I remember when I first saw it, not a fan, um, but it kind of grows on you. Most it grows on you. I saw that movie. I didn't see it in a the theater. I, I wanted to see it on an airplane, actually flying to California. First time I saw it. Costner's really good in it. Um but it's got a lot of flaws. Don't get me wrong. She can't act a lick. And the story is very, very weak, but he's very it, appealing. It has a charm in it. It, has yeah. a, it works because he's appealing. There's chemistry there. And he's back the next year in 1993 yeah. for Thanksgiving with a perfect world. The Clint Eastwood directed movie uh, with him and the young boy. Uh, he somewhat kidnaps, but the big holiday a weekend movie of that is maybe one of the funniest Robin Williams films of all time. And that's Mrs. Doubtfire comes out oh, yeah. Thanksgiving in 1993. And I, we probably saw that together. Maybe um, just comic gold uh, for that movie. And interesting, Chuck never made a sequel, never did a sequel. Yeah. To Mrs. Doubtfire. 
Should have. Probably. Probably. Um, and come to think of it, how many sequels did Robin Williams ever do? I, I, to be honest with you, I, do you, can you think of another movie that he did? Was I, Maybe. I don't think he did. Interesting. Um, all right. November of 1994, you've got uh, Junior. That was uh, Danny DeVito and uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger pairing up again. Yeah. He's pregnant in that one, Chuck. Thoughts on uh, that? I, uh, <laughs> it's very watchable. I, I don't love it, though. Well, it's watchable because Ivan Reitman directs it, and he yeah. he, he knows how to direct a comedy. But It's it, high concept. Yeah. Uh, I would have rather him seen just do a twins sequel, but all right, here's an interesting uh, 1995, a whole plethora of movies here. We could probably go into Um, first of all, a classic toy story comes out the biggest hit of them all. Great movie. uh, Fantastic animation of its Pixar's debut. And we go on from there, but here's what else comes out uh, that weekend. Casino Martin Scorsese's basic follow-up to Goodfellas, which is very good movie. If listen, it's a very good movie. We've said that it just has too much Sharon Stone. Too much Sharon Stone. Yeah, it's just too much Sharon Stone. But on repeat viewing, oh it's, my God. it's classic Scorsese. Scorsese who, great whose film. birthday was this week, by the way? Yes, great filmmaking. Not great filmmaking also that weekend are two movies. Money Train and Nick of Time. I don't know which movie I hated more. Yeah, they're both bad. Um Money Train has maybe one of the worst performances of all time. Robert Blake is a villain. He's a weird dude. And listen, I loved Beretta when I was a kid. He's a really cool dude in that show. Yeah. He's just weird, man. And, well, we know what happened in real life. Robert Robert Blake and, you know, tried for murder, that whole crazy. But he's not right. And he's definitely not right. When you watch that movie, he is not right. No, he's not. And, uh, and he's and the one good thing about that film is the debut of Jennifer Lopez. I will yeah. say she was appealing. I mean, that was a reteaming of Snipes and uh, Harrelson after White Man Camp Jump success. I cannot tell you how much I hated Nick of Time, John Badham, real time thriller with yeah, Johnny Depp. I, I Christopher Walken is at it's his a, it's worst. A very, it's a really frustrating movie. That movie. Bad movie. Oh, so it has it. It has a dream sequence. And Johnny Depp, in a lot of ways, does not work playing regular characters. No, it's funny how it works out that way, right? Yeah, he just, he's like, ah, it's like, it just doesn't work as a real person. Uh, Chuck, in Thanksgiving of 1996, you had 101 Dalmatians, which is a very appealing movie with Glenn Close as Corella DeVille. I've done very well. The Crucible comes out, which uh, was a huge uh, flop. And you had Sling Blade come out, Chuck, which yeah. introduced us really to Billy Bob Thornton for the first time. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. And uh, it tells you how good an actor Billy Bob Thornton is. It really does. He's because, a really good actor. Uh, there's a guy who was in uh, Armageddon not too soon after that. He's damn good in Armageddon, though. Well. He I has mean, a lot to that film. He does. He does. I'll give you that. Watch uh, it again. 1997, Chuck, Alien Resurrection opens up against Flubber with uh, Robin Williams, kind yeah. of a misfire for Walt yeah. Disney. Um, and Alien and- Resurrection has some good stuff. I like the, I like Sigourney. We were actually handpicked Winona Ryder for that role. I know um, you can't you know, clone. My, my, problem Ripley. With, my problem with Rip, Ripley is I want to see Ripley. I don't want to see Ripley clone. No, uh, you know, it's not the same written by. Do you know by who? No, Joss Whedon. Wow. Okay. Okay. Josh Whedon came right. up with the idea to clone Jog my memory there. Ripley. Oh, huh? you know, uh, Chuck, 
1998, we've got A Bug's Life, uh, another animated film, because, you know, Chuck loves the Pixar movies. Babe, Pig in the City, that was a sequel to the surprising I, I, just, hit. I actually like the sequel better. Um, Home Fries comes out with Drew Barrymore and Luke Wilson as well. And Very Bad Things, Chuck, which... A very interesting movie directed by it, Peter Berg. That's one of those movies when you caught it on cable, it held your attention. I but saw it, it in is the, dark as hell. I saw it in the movies, I remember. Yeah. Uh, very bad things with Christian Slater and John yeah. Favreau. Uh, um, what a dark ending, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's God. a dark movie. Uh, Ringmaster, by the way, came out that weekend, too. That was the Jerry Springer movie. That was the world we were starting to live in there, Chuck, mm. in 1990. It almost seems normal now, but go ahead. <laughs> Uh, in 1999, Chuck, um, and you know what? Let me ask you a question. Is Maury Povich still taking lie detector tests? What's the story? I with think that? he still does. You He's are still, the he's father still around. OK, <laughs> uh, 1999 uh, to- Toy Story 2 comes out. Of course, great movie. Great sequel. Another Pixar. Uh, another Thanksgiving release. Also that weekend, End of Days, the Schwarzenegger film opposite yeah. Toy Story 2. What, what's your opinion of end of days? Tell me. Um, has its appeal, but it really he, doesn't go where anywhere. It's like Arnold's trying to do different things, getting into more of the tail end of his massive popularity, and it stretches it stretches the rubber band of plausibility. Having said that, I had a good time with it. I did too, Chuck. I did too. Uh, and Gabriel Burns a good villain. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, all right, Chuck. Here's what we're gonna do. I know you wanted to move fast, but yeah. we only got through twenty years. Yeah. We're going to save the next 20 Thanksgiving releases to next week. Can you I like do that? that idea. You can. like that idea? I do. Did it give you a little breather, a little when time did, to regroup. When, when did Hook come out? Hook. It wasn't Thanksgiving? I'm not familiar. Who's in that one? Robin Williams. Robin you know Williams. I, you know I love that movie. It's a great movie. I can tell you when Hook came out. Do you really want to know? I do. Uh, are you challenging me that, that, that that's well, it a... Came, it came out in 19... Uh, was it 90? Was it 91? 1991, it came out in 91. That's right. Do you know what, what was the release date? No, I don't. December 11th. Okay. You know, I, I'm, I know this has nothing to do with anything, but I remember going to see Hook on opening day because I, I love the concept of an aging, an older Peter Pan. Who Peter Banning. Peter Banning doesn't know he's Peter Pan. I got to tell you, I sat in that theater. I'm watching this movie. And he doesn't fly to the three-quarter mark. But, Mike, when he flew... It was euphoric for me. Yeah. I love that sequence. I saw that four times in the theater. I don't care that it's flawed. I don't care that the second act has a ton of issues. I still love that movie. I like it a lot, too. And, and John Williams' score puts it over the top. Um, I- and it means something. It does have a meaning. The meaning is a good one. Yeah. Don't lose your inner child. That's right. All right. Now, why are we talking about Hook? Maybe because we all need Hook in our lives right now. I think we do. Um, well, when we're doing December 11th release movies, we'll we'll do uh, Hook. How about I that? I love it. All and right. We did well, talk about Beyond the Beside Adventure this week, right? Now, let me ask you this. I, I'd really be impressed if you know when that movie was released in the course of a year. All right. So you want to wrap things up. We'll, we'll talk about your little movie there. I do, I, I'm going to say it was a... Uh, Everybody knows it's 1979, right? I'm going to say it was a December release. Am you I think right? it was a December release? Like, take a look. It's a Christmas. It's actually Memorial Day weekend, 1979. Uh, How about was that? It, was it Memorial Day weekend? Memorial Day weekend, 1979, Chuck. Wow. Um, what did it gross? Do you know? 
Uh, it grossed uh, two point one million dollars, and which is interesting because it was made for ten million. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> and considering it died quickly after. Yeah, I mean, Erwin uh, made a ton of money off the Poseidon Adventure in the Towering Inferno, but boy, Mike, he gave it all back with the Swarm Beyond and when time ran out. He really did. Yeah. Um, by the way, it currently holds a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. I know. So, I know. Uh, I know I'm surprised it doesn't get to at least 1% because you liked it. Well, I know, you know, in the contents, I find it because it's an upside down ship. I have a fascination with it. I, it's not necessarily that I like it. I, I find it. It's a watchable Saturday morning adventure movie. That's the way I look. That's the way I can get. It's just parts I enjoy. I do. Parts I know are ridiculous. And it's not the movie I would have made. I think it's clear that people need to know this. Chuck understands that movie is ridiculous. Yeah, um, it is, of course. He's not looking at it as fine art. But there's something about when, when they encounter the upside down Poseidon, I still get goosebumps. I, I can't help it. I understand. Listen, um, and I'm just reading the Wikipedia notes here. It's the only you know, one. Tell- I'm going I'm to end on this. <laughs> I was telling somebody today about COVID. And I said, you know what? Every day I wake up, I feel like I'm on the upside down Poseidon. That's the way I feel. That's my mindset. Now, I don't mind that occasionally. I always saw myself as Reverend Scott. I did. If yeah. this is a disaster, I'm leading the way. I just my personality. But every day, Mike, every day, it's getting old. Yeah, I guess uh, you know? I always picture myself as uh, Harry Calder in the amusement park, I guess, every we, day. We got to find our way to Broadway eventually. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, the, 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 the hull is only two inches thick, right? One inch thicker. Oh, one inch oh. thick. Hey, hey by no. the way, Beyond a Design Adventure, the only Irwin Allen no, disaster film not to receive an Academy Award. Chuck. I know that. That's one inch less than two inches. That We're is. climbing up. Yeah. Who do you okay. think you are? God himself. Uh, anyway, do. we could do this. all night. <laughs> um, we're getting punchy. Well, we'll do the rest of Thanksgiving's from 19 uh, from the, the 2000s uh, when we get back together next weekend. Chuck, Mike, I had fun. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.